Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Colter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Number two, and we are two hours away from kicking off the AA state championship football game, which, as it turns out, is probably the biggest single football game that's going to be played in the state of Montana this year. Undefeated Billings West, undefeated Sentinel. Really looking forward to this. In about a half an hour from now, Coulter Nuanas will join us. He is in Billings. He is at the stadium uh, and uh, will uh, just sort of give us a lay of the land, early boots on the ground, as it were, uh, from Dallas Stadium there in Billings. So we'll uh, we'll check in with Coulter here uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. If you missed anything in hour number one, listen on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, listen, all your favorite podcasting platforms. We are there, Google, Apple, etc. The podcast is available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. And another reminder, if you missed it at the top of the hour, but 
the most recent episode of Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, is out right now with Eric Simonson, tremendous offensive tackle and All-American offensive tackle his senior season, 1995, the uh, first national championship. Great conversation with the rancher from Plentywood who came and, uh, and played football and was obviously a major part of that national championship. Also, the roommate of one Dave Dickinson. So, uh, you know, got some stories in there on that as well. So go ahead and check out his episode. It is up and available for you right now. Hey, if you want to call, feel free. 361-3688 is the phone number. 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. And you can also go ahead and uh, text that phone number as well. 361-3688. And if you would like to Listen live. You go to our website, 1029ESPN.com. You check out the stream. The stream is available anytime. You can listen live to the station wherever you are, whatever you're up to. Thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. It is time for our Garden City Spotlight. It is brought to us by Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. Dr. Morris, the best in the business. You need your wisdom teeth pulled, kids' wisdom teeth pulled, you just need to work in general. Maybe something's happened. Maybe you're like Coulter and you got hit in the face with a baseball. You need to work on your grill. Go to Dr. Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. We get a hear from Dane Oliver, the head coach of the Sentinel Spartans. Sentinel, again, in Billings against Billings West. Two teams, a collective 18-0 and playing for the state championship tonight. Here now the head man of the Sentinel Spartan football team. Off we go to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in once again the head coach of the Sentinel Spartans playing in the state championship game tonight at Billings West. And, Coach, we appreciate you being here with us, of course. And uh, you've made it all the way to the end. So congratulations already uh, again on just a phenomenal season, a huge semifinal victory. Take us through the semifinals. Obviously a dominant win. It started off. You know, close early with 7-7 early on, but then you reel off 35 straight and, and win convincingly. What did you see out of your team that you liked? And was it? did you feel a little more uh, settled in getting into the second round of the playoffs as you go through? I don't know if you ever get settled this time of year. You're always, uh, you're always trying to, to make sure you run through the tape. I, I was just happy to, um, to advance. You know, it didn't matter if you win by one point or 35 points. I thought we... We established our run game early. You know, we started out with six straight quarterback runs and got that lead. And then Billing Seniors, uh, Billing Senior drives down the field and scores via the the pass, uh, which was not expected. So it, we kind of felt like uh, they were going to beat us through the air. Then we had a pretty good plan. So you know, just a, finally a semifinal game that we performed well and broke through, and just excited uh, uh, for the opportunity tonight. It was almost like uh, that opening drive is what doomed Billings Senior because they did throw the ball really well and they have the nice touchdown throw, but then they kept throwing it and you guys kept picking it off. I think you had interceptions on three out of four possessions and quickly turned those into points. What did you think of just your defensive backfield, your ability, your kids' ability to stay in it and, and force those turnovers in the first half? Well, I think number one, just when they, when they drive down the field via the air, uh, compliments to the defensive staff. Staff, Coach Motts, Coach Prangy did a great job adjusting. And the, we have such smart kids, and we talk about learning throughout the game. And to, to see Drew Clump come in and make two picks, and then T.J. Rouse to close out the first half with a, with a, another great interception. You know, we, we thrive on takeaways, and uh, they're big momentum plays, and our kids feed off of that. Um, so, you know, defense has been off awesome all year, and 
you know, we got a tremendous challenge tonight going against Billings West, uh, specifically number 14 where he's at. And, uh, you know, our kids have risen to the occasion all, all year long, and we expect the same thing, same thing tonight. Well, let's talk about this game a little bit uh, against West. It's what it's supposed to be, right? Two undefeated teams playing each other for for the for the state championship. You mentioned uh, you know Dowler there in there, but there's a couple of guys. One guy I'd like to ask specifically about is Neil Daly. Obviously, a great player committed to go to Montana State. Started off in Missoula with the Spartans. His folks moved to uh, you know for for work over to Billings. He lands on this team. What's it like to see a guy who was you know on your club or you know in your program early you know develop and become the player he is? And and what sort of I don't know does that change the scale balance at all with him going from Missoula over to Billings? Well, number one, Neil Daly was uh, a very talented football player uh, when, he, when he was here. He spent his freshman, sophomore year with us. and uh, I mean, just a student of the game, a great kid. Couldn't be happier for him. Uh, when I knew he was moving to Billings, you know, I called Coach Stanton and said, hey, you got a good one here. And He's done nothing but thrive in that program. And, uh, you know, I'm a little worried about him knowing our play calls. He's such a smart kid. He probably, he's probably <laughs> spread everything around the, to the West High Bears. And, uh but he kind of makes, you know, as, as much as Taco makes their offense go, Neil makes their defense go, and they got a big front. Um, and so it's going to be a challenge. I think it'll be a, a great high school football game. You talk about that element of we had your four captains in the studio earlier this week, and both Geno Leonard, the center, and, and Dayton Bay, one of your two outstanding quarterbacks, broke down that Billings West defense for us. And it's an odd man front, maybe something different than you've seen so far this year. But they also have uh, not one but two Incredible defensive ends, both Division One guys, Neil Daly and Paul Brott. So uh, what sort of challenges do you think Billings West's defense presents, both personnel-wise and just in the unorthodox alignment that they employ? Yeah, I think just schematically first, they just seem to use three guys to, to rush the quarterback. They're not a huge pressure team. They don't have to be because they just they can get to the get – they can disrupt the run game and the pass game with just three guys, and they kind of let their second-level linebackers make plays. Uh, and then – uh, Personnel-wise, it's it's hard to find a hole, um, and so they they're very similar to us. They just have a lot of good players. There's a reason they're undefeated. Uh, they're well coached. Um, they have great players. They put them in good spots and, and let them make plays. So, and it keeping me up a little bit all this past week, and uh, you know, uh, that's why we play the game. We'll see what happens. Well, going over to that offensive side of the ball, you mentioned Taco Dowler, who is uh, you know one of the most explosive players in the state, and uh, maybe the most explosive player in some respects. And you know it's interesting because you can do all the game planning and stuff, but you know because you got guys on your team who it really doesn't matter what the other team does, they're going to be successful because they got that kind of skill. How do you game plan now for a guy on the other team who who maybe has that same level of explosiveness? I think it's about finding the balance between how much attention do you give uh, number 14 and then also recognizing that, you know, there's a lot of other good players too. So, you know, can you present them the same look all the time? Uh, do you double them all the time? You know, just the awareness of where he is. But, you know, what I've noticed with, with Taco is y- you can be in the right spot that he's going to make you miss. Um, and he uh, goes from zero to a hundred as good as any kid I've seen in the state of Montana. Uh, so, we have to we have to maintain our composure and poise and understand that when they get a swing play, a big play, uh, and he hits it or somebody else hits it, it's a long game. We got to settle in. Um, there's a reason uh, they're in the state championship game is because they're a great team with great players. So just maintaining our poise, composure, like we've talked about all year, not panicking, 
and, and we've been through that. We saw that with the Torgerson kid at Great Falls. Great players make plays, and we just have to, the main thing is our ability to respond to those things. So it's been a lot of conversations. Our kids are seasoned and mature, and uh, they're ready to go. Dan Oliver joining us, head coach of the Sentinel Spartans, playing uh, against Billings West in the state championship game. And Coach, you've been dominant. Your team has been dominant all year long, and obviously that's great. You want that. You've shown that separation and and, and really have uh, dominated every game that you've played. Billings West, on the other hand, two of the last three weeks, they've played Bozeman in very close four-quarter games twice, which they've uh, come out on top of in both instances. Is there something, too, is that, is that a worry or a concern that you have? This is a team that has played in some really close competitive games and found ways to win where your team has been so good, which is the good side that you haven't, but also you haven't yet, and, and what that might be like if this is a four-quarter fight. Well, for, I worry about everything, right? <laughs> like there, right. That's what football coaches do is we, we, we plan for the unexpected. Uh, you know, but I got, I got to go all in on my guys and, uh, and, and go, hey, these guys have played in tight games before. Um, they've responded to adversity. Um, we, we got nothing Saturday morning, so there's, there's no reason we can't sell out and, and, and go for it. So we'll be ready to play a four-quarter game if we get to that point, and I expect it to be there. So um, yeah, we'll just rely on our training, our preparation, and uh, give it a go. And, and you know, it's going to be a fun night. We're excited for this opportunity. You can hear all the the numbers when it comes to putting this run in historical perspective. You know, no Missoula team in the state championship game since 1994. Sentinel hasn't been to the state championship game since 1984. Sentinel hasn't won the state championship since 1972. But then you start to actually dive into the the perspective around that and some of the names that were involved in in the past. You know, Gino Leonard was telling us his grandfather, Gene, was the coach of 1972. That's amazing. It's been two generations of Leonard's since Sentinel has won the state championship. I was was reading some old newspaper articles, and the Missoulian had a great story today, uh, I guess earlier this week, about uh, diving into just everything that – the Sentinel has been through since opening its doors and the various state championship appearances. But the one that put it in perspective so much for me was the first time Sentinel ever played in the state championship game, 1966. And the late Ken Staniger was the quarterback. Kenny was my next-door neighbor growing up. It rose to become a great sports agent and really changed the game of sports in Montana. But that Sentinel team played to a 7-7 tie with Great Balls High and Sonny Holland, the greatest Bobcat of all time. This was before he was even in uh, the Montana State ranks as a coach. He was the head coach at Great Balls High. When you hear that, I mean, guys that are from uh, a different world, a complete generation of the past, it really puts it into perspective. But, I mean, Coach, that history is so important, and it's so cool to follow, and you guys have a chance to add to that history. What do you think of the opportunity to, to, to be a part of something that people will remember forever if you guys can get this thing done? Well, boy, he drops some names there. You know, I mean, you talk about what he does. Sandinger, and, yeah, yeah, I know, a big name dropper. <laughs> Coulter, yeah, that's okay. No, but, I mean, yeah, it, listen, you know, I love football. We love football. Um, it's pretty cool. You talk about Ken Staniger. I, I played football with Brett Staniger, his son, so I know I know Kenny well, and he's a great Spartan. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, boy, I've got asked this question a lot. You talk about what does it mean, perspective, and I've been so in the moment, I haven't had a chance to really come up with a great answer for that. I, I just know that for our kids um, – in this moment, what they've been through, I, you think back to your first team meeting this year in March was on a computer screen. 
I remember staring in my basement at uh, one-inch screens of these kids, and they're all haggard. They haven't shaved. They haven't got a haircut in forever. You know, that was the start of this year. And so my, my focus has been about uh, this team, this journey, the 2020 Spartans, and what they've been through, and all this historical perspective um, with time and uh, finishing out this year uh, will kind of bring everything full circle. It's been, it's been neat to read about. Uh, but but our main focus as business as usual is taking care of business Friday night and putting a good product on the field. And we, I owe it to these kids. The coaching staff owes it to these kids, what they've been through, uh, whether it's the pandemic or the, the political divisiveness. But this group has came together, and I've seen a Spartan community come together. And so we're excited to for the opportunity to finish out uh, the, the right way this Friday night. Well, Coach, congratulations on, on an unbelievable season. We're all you know, pumped up for what's going to setting up to be a great, great state championship game. Looking forward to it. Best of luck to you and your team uh, it, uh, against Billings, okay? You bet, and we look forward to seeing you tonight, guys. There you go. It's going to be a great game. Coulter's there. We're going to talk to him in just about 10 minutes from now. This has been... Our Garden City Spotlights brought to us by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. If you're looking for an oral surgeon in Missoula who offers compassionate care, advanced technology, and comprehensive treatment, Oral Surgical Associates is the place for you. At Oral Surgical Associates, Dr. Gene Morris provides a full range of care, including implants, emergency surgeries, and wisdom teeth removal. Dr. Morris and his staff have used advanced imaging technology for more accurate diagnoses and effective treatments while also using innovative techniques to treat a wide range of problems. To benefit from this outstanding level of care, schedule an appointment with Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates today. For more information, visit oralsurgicalassociates.com. Great to talk to uh, Coach Oliver, appreciate him joining us as he has uh, throughout just about all this season. So great to talk to him, and uh, we'll talk to him uh, hopefully at least once more uh, here uh, next week as uh, as this game is uh, set up for tonight. We'll get out to Coulter and do some more staging, as it were, for this game. Uh, quickly, want to break away from the high school side to go to the NFL side. Received a call uh, in the break. Uh, Justin wanted to ask a fantasy football question, wanted to know whether to play in a double flex league at the quarterback spot, Tom Brady or Alex Smith this weekend. Uh, Tom Brady's going against the Rams. Obviously, the Rams are a better defense than are the Bengals, which is who the Washington football team is playing. But Tom Brady's a better quarterback than Alex Smith is. Uh, my friend, Justin, thank you for the call. Play Tom Brady. Just play Tom Brady, okay? That's the answer there. Uh, we'll take a quick break, uh, and we will get into... Uh, the scene being set for us with Coulter over there at Dallas Stadium in Billings in advance of the state double-A championship game. We'll get into that with him uh, right after this. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more.
Welcome back. Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are efforting Coulter, who is in Billings. He is uh, at Dallas Stadium getting set for the Class AA state title game between Billings and Sentinel. Very much looking forward to this. It is Tutel Nuanas outstanding to be with you on this very fine Friday evening. Hope you are doing well. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can do it in so very many ways. You can watch us on YouTube, and if you are, well, thanks. Nice to see you. And you can also call 361-3688. And if you would like to follow along on Twitter, you can do that as well, at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN and at Sky Sports MT. We go now to the Regis Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in the other half of this darn show right here. Colton Nuwana is out there in Billings. Coulter, how you doing, my friend? I don't ask this very often. I think it's boring, but I think it's pertinent now. How's the weather in Billings? Man, I was thinking that when I was driving over there, uh, over here today. Super sunny, beautiful day. It's 46 degrees when I pulled up into town. It's, uh, it's dipping a little bit, but it's dry. And, I mean, I can't believe this is supposed to be Cat Grizz weekend and state championship game weekend because it's supposed to be frigid frozen this time of year, and it's not. So uh, I think that'll cater to actually a pretty clean game tonight, which will be a good thing. Do you think that that is beneficial to either one of these two teams? I mean, both these teams have such great skill position players offensively, which generally you want a clean game. But if they both have that, maybe maybe it's sort of equal in that respect? Well, that's an interesting question because – I think that because Sentinel's so offensively prolific and they're such a huge favorite in this game, I think that if the if the weather was bad and you could make it messy, that would obviously favor the underdog. And uh, Billy's West definitely is a competitive underdog, but I just think that uh, I think that it's it's going to be fine for both teams. But I don't think it gives anybody an advantage. I think it just keeps the gap the exact same. I want to ask you about that underdog bit for for Billings West because this is a team that's obviously undefeated. They're both 9 and 0. Billings West has played two close games this year, but they were both the defending state champion Bozeman who by the way Sentinel did not play. But other than that, right. both of these teams have basically blown out every team that they've played. And I tend to agree with you that Sentinel should be favored, probably is favored, but where do you, where do you think the rub is on why that is the case? Is it just because of the 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 breadth of talent or what are the things that you think when you watch these teams or what you've heard when you've talked to people where you go yeah no, no question Billings is a significant underdog tonight well I think that there's been a lot of really good teams in the history of Montana high school football and I think that most of those teams here a uh, common thread that's the ability to finish games the ability to come together and then pull things out when things get tough Sentinel has to put that notion whatsoever they haven't had to have anything get tough now they've had about five minutes worth of game time that you can consider adversity. You know, they had a couple turnovers against Great Falls High, and they're down 7 nothing. Last week they were tied to Billy Senior 7-7. But the, the way that they can just avalanche teams is just so amazing. I mean, I've seen them live in their person four times now, and I've seen them score 28 points in the span of one quarter of time. Maybe it wasn't in a definitive single quarter, but, it, I mean, it was in a 10- to 12-minute of game time span. And it's just amazing to watch how they can just roll teams up. The thing that's so amazing about Sentinel is when you make a mistake, they almost always capitalize on it. And uh, they do it in such an explosive fashion. I mean, like last week, they scored a 61-yard touchdown on the very next play. Another pick, play to set up a touchdown. And then another pick on a 50-plus yard play to set up another touchdown. So 
when you do make mistakes, they kill you. They score points in bunches. And I think that, I mean, I think that they just have so many weapons across the field. But I think that's what makes them a favorite. But I also think it's their defense, man. I mean, they have given up hardly any points, any first downs, any sort of ball movement whatsoever. I think that also uh, makes them a favorite of the game tonight. Now, Colter, you are fading in a little bit in and out on us, I'll tell you that. So I don't know if you're moving around at all, but just an FYI, if we can find a good signal, that's great. Uh, it is 2 Tell New One is 102.9 ESPN Radio. Colter is in Billings at Dallas Stadium getting set to uh, be be uh, where we would all like to be, and that is at a live sporting event, for crying out loud, uh, on the sidelines there. He's going to be covering this game. and uh, is there. We'll also have sound for you on Monday coming out of this thing. He's going to interview coaches, players, uh, post-game as well as he's able to. Uh, so I uh, look forward to bringing that to you. One thing, Coulter, when I look at this matchup, when I think about this, if I want to try and you know think about things that are going to be beneficial to Billings West and make this game competitive, uh, the Central Spartans have not seen anybody like Taco Dowler because he is pretty singular in this state and he plays for the Bears. When you talk about the great defense, obviously, that Central has played this season, how much, though, is it going to take getting used to truly on the ground the speed and the quickness that, that, that this kid brings? Yeah, it's such an interesting question because Sentinel has such premier athletes, but they haven't really had to maximize those guys. They haven't had to max them out in a game. They haven't had to completely rely on a guy like Jace Kluswich on both sides of the ball. But I expect that to be the matchup tonight. I know I know Kluswich plays safety, but I think he'll have his eye on Taco Dowler quite a bit. And the thing about Dowler is he just got to tackle him in the open field because he's the best guy in the open field probably in the state, with the exception of probably Kluswich. But they haven't used Kluswich in that capacity hardly at all this year just because they haven't needed to. I mean, I think Kluswich has about two dozen receptions compared to about 48 on the other side for Taco Dowler. But um, I do think that's an interesting fold because he's definitely the uh, most explosive player Billings West has. He's a great kick returner. I, you wonder what they do in the special teams if they kick the ball away from him. But uh, I do think Dowler will be a key for West's offense tonight. But – I mean, Sentinels answered the bell every single week the last couple of weeks. You talk about Caden Hewitt, the great quarterback from Illinois. They knocked him out in the second quarter of that game. You, you talk about Junior Bergen, one of the best athletes in the state. Completely neutralized him last week, too. So I expect Sentinel to be ready. I think they'll have a plan. But, I mean, I think Taco Dowler will get his, too. I, I do think that uh, he'll have some production tonight. The other area of, you know, obvious strength for Billings West is on the defensive end with Paul Brott and Neil Daly, two Montana State commits, two pass rushers off of the edge. We know, though, there's great offensive line play, but most of it has been on the interior. You know, when you talk about uh, Leonard, uh, Gino Leonard as a center and Dylan Rollins who has been playing guard and tackle. He can really do either one, but there's only one of him and you got two pass rushers. How do you think that Dayton Bay and Camden Sermon might handle handle that pressure tonight if they if they see a fair amount of it coming off the corners well it's interesting too because we analyze the nfl and football so much that uh, i think that there's an assumption that the diversity of schemes is commonplace but in montana high school football right now pretty much everybody runs a four three they might even run a five two sometimes but hardly anybody runs a three four west does and so they can line neil daly up at outside linebacker or dn same thing with Paul Brott. They got a big guy on the inside that I think will definitely be a, a challenge for Geno Leonard, you know, because he hasn't had a guy playing right over the top of him 
for quite some time. So I think that the alignment problems that Billings could confuse something with, that actually might be a factor in slowing things down. The interesting part, though, is that Sentinel's run game has been almost exclusively uh, sparked by Camden Sermon. I mean, he's their leading rusher, and they seem to rise him early on in games to try to really get that run game going, and then they put Dayton Bay in, they shut the field with his big arm, and uh, so I, I think that the quarterback run game might actually be able to get loose a little bit even easier even against that odd man front. When it comes to Sentinel now, I mean, we talked about Billings West a little bit, but we know you know a lot of the talent that they have. If you think that there's an area, though, of definitive advantage in terms of a position group or personnel for the Spartans, what do you think it is? Well, I think that part of it is just the, the makeup of the team. I mean, I think that leadership, especially when you talk about guys like Dylan Rawls and Geno Leonard, I think those guys are some of the best leaders I've seen in high school football in a couple of years at least. I mean, Gino Leonard's an exceptional athlete. He's an exceptional leader. He's an exceptional kid. He knows how to get his guys going. I think he has great vision. I think he respects the tradition of the Sentinel program and also understands this moment they have to make history. I mean, we talked about it all week. You know, his grandfather, Gene Leonard, was the coach on that 1972 team. So it's in his blood. I think it really means something to him. And so I think that, I mean, Beyond the athletes, beyond all the skill players and the, the playmakers and all that, the Division One guys, I think it's just the sense of the moment, the heart. You know, We had those guys in the studio earlier in the week, all the Sentinel captains, and they talked about some of their family ties and what this means to them. And you know, just being a part of this group that has helped remake the culture at Sentinel. So I think just this moment that they have, this chance to embrace uh, making history. I, I think that this is really a, a huge thing. I think that's the number one factor that puts that all over the top tonight. Colton Nuanas is here on the uh, Range Brothers RV phone line with us. He is in Billings. He is at Dallas Stadium right now. We're just uh, about uh, 90 minutes away from kickoff of the state AA championship game. Got some questions coming in about where to watch this, where to see this. So here's the deal. You, there's, you can only watch it online or you can go to a place that's got it some of the establishments around town if, if you're interested or, or feel like you're all right to go out there we'll have it for you you got to sign up i believe to watch this thing uh on the uh, on the stream in terms of the radio uh, i'm not sure exactly who is being allowed in and where they are broadcasting to so you can kind of search your dial for that if if you need to culture do something for us though set the scene a little bit you know for folks who haven't been to billings or haven't been to dallas stadium specifically i realize we're still quite a way away from kickoff on this thing so it's not like you know i imagine the fans that are going to be able to be in attendance whoever can be there are starting to fill in yet necessarily but what does it look like what's the vibe out there right now well that's going to be the weirdest part about this entire experience is that there can't be hardly any fans it's really robbing the kids i mean i understand why i'm not trying to say we should change the rules for a high school football game but it, it is distinctly different. You know, I mean, I was surprised. I haven't been to Billings in a minute. And uh, it's it's a lot in the same boat as Missoula and Bozeman where it's experiencing some pretty profound growth. I mean, this is a real city now. You know, you can you can tell there's, you know, 175,000 people that live here. It's different than everybody else in Montana. So you can kind of feel that. It's too bad that this town's probably not going to be able to embrace that fully. I hope there's a bunch of people watching the stream or listening on the radio or listening, uh, you know, looking at our, our Twitters, all that stuff. But um, the scene is just strange, man. I mean, like I pulled right up to the stadium and 
there's hardly anybody here. You know, <laughs> there's, there's no real buzz around the event yet. And I don't know how much that'll actually change just given the, the rules and things. But I think that's the testament to these kids though, right? We talked about the NBA, the NBA bubble and uh, just the challenges that was provided, you know, from not playing in front of people, being isolated in the same spot for three plus months. Well, these kids have had to overcome a ton of adversity too, right? I mean, the schedule's been completely derailed. The off-season workouts leading up to this season were pretty uh, atypical. And they've had to go through, you know, not having to really go to school. I mean, a couple days a week. They don't get to be around their friends. Their friends don't necessarily get to be in the stands to watch them play and cheer them on. And, you know, people in the community, like their parents can come, but, like, other people can't come. Just people that really would want to support these kids. And that's too bad, too. But I do think, though, these kids, whatever comes out on top, or just in just the, the fact of the matter is both these teams deserve a ton of credit for getting here. This is a weird year to navigate it. It's cool that we're actually going to get a name, a definitive state champion in Montana. And I think this will be a really fun game tonight, even if there isn't as many people on hand as, as these kids deserve to watch it. Now, we know, again, the reason this game is being played in Billings is because of a coin flip. They just, you know, they, they kind of decided whether, you know, at the beginning of the year it was going to be the east or the west based on the coin flip, so the east got it, so this game is in Billings. But Sentinel left yesterday, so they wouldn't have to travel, you know, a huge distance, the six hours, actually probably more like seven on a bus hours to Billings on the day of the, you know, the biggest game of, of the season. So they've been there, they've been working out, but are the teams actually – in the stadium right now, is there are they are they you know not yes necessarily in pads, but are there guys out there stretching, working out? Have you seen anybody? What's that been about? I, I've seen the Sentinel bus, but I haven't seen anybody come out yet. So I think the, uh, the players will probably start matriculating onto the field here in about twenty minutes. That's usually standard, you know, especially punters, kickers, quarterbacks start getting stretched out, start getting warmed up about an hour before kickoff. Uh, but you also just want to keep the kids you know, in a controlled environment for a little while because you don't want them to get too high early on. You know, even though there's not going to be a lot of people in the stands, hype is going to be a real factor here. You know, who, who can settle into the game? Because, I mean, even though Sentinel is so talented, and, and West is a very talented team too, but you can't go out and have nerves get to you and tr- commit a bunch of turnovers and make a bunch of mistakes. So uh, I think that uh, we'll probably see the teams take the field here about 20, 25 minutes. Um, I haven't seen much action hardly at all at Davis so far. Last question for you about just the the stadium itself, but is it, I, I assume that it's that it's uh, you know an astro turf or a field turf field. Is it that is. true or is it natural grass? Yeah, no, no. It's it's uh, they were actually I think the first stadium in Montana to get turf. And so I think they actually were the first stadium then to replace the turf too. So uh, I mean, it's always been a fast field. I mean, Billings Senior, you know. 15 years ago, they were one of the first teams in Montana to start running the spread because they knew that the turf was coming. And then when they had the spread uh, in the late 2000s and Mark Gesson was playing quarterback for the Bronx, I mean, he threw for a million yards and they played for a couple of state championships, I think 1-1. And so uh, they were definitely taking advantage of that technological advance that was kind of ahead of its time in the state of Montana. But the field looks like it's in great shape. And uh, the other factor here is the officials, too. I mean, you're going to get the best officials in the state of Montana for this game tonight, too. So I think this will be a clean game, an efficient game, and probably one that goes by pretty quick.
Well, and of course, in Missoula, Missoula County Stadium, that has also been a field turf field for quite a number of years now. And so no no uh, advantage or disadvantage for one team playing on a, a surface that they're not accustomed to. And so I think that's a good thing. Coulter is in Billings, uh, as we've established. He is looking forward to, as I know that we all would like to be looking forward to being at this game. But he gets to be there. And I'm glad that he is there. Okay, Coulter, I mean, we've talked about it. We've kind of set it up. We know that. You know, we, we've got Billings as a bit of an underdog in this game. I know that, you know, you've seen Sentinel, as you mentioned, I think four different times this season and not being on the western side of the state and in Missoula, you have that opportunity to uh, to cover them, to check them out. So I know that you really like this team, both in terms of their skill and also in terms of their attitude and just sort of their mental, uh, 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 you know, the mental mentality that they have, the way they go about it. But what do you think is going to happen tonight? Not even so much a winner and loser. I mean, I'll let you pick it but but also just how do you think this game unfolds for us well i've talked about on the show the last couple weeks i think that sometimes when teams are super super talented it can overwhelm the the narrative of that these are this is a special team man i mean these these kids they're playing for each other and they're such an unselfish group uh everything that we've done and, and worked with them this year i've been so impressed I mean, they're mature kids. They take care of business. They seem to, you know, do things the right way in, in all elements. And I think they should be proud of that. I think Missoula should be proud of them. So, I mean, I, I know that I, I do have a little bit of a proximity bias because I have not seen Billings West live uh, this year. I've seen them on the news and then seen the highlights and all that stuff. I haven't seen them live in person. But, you know, we interviewed Rob Stanton yesterday, Billings West head coach, and you asked him, you know, Coach, did you expect – to be in this position this year and he said no he said my junior class is exceptionally talented but I thought next year was going to be our year and so I think that the fact that they're a year early they're playing with house money that could be an advantage for them but I also think that this is just one of those moments in time where I think Sentinel has a destiny this year I think this group was meant to come together and lead Sentinel out of what the doldrums of, of the history of the program was in the modern history. I mean, 90s, 2000s, Sentinel was bottom of the barrel. They hardly won any games. And I think that the fact that these guys have changed the culture under Dane Oliver, they've fallen short in the semifinals a couple times in the last three years, and now they have this moment where they can go prove everybody wrong by going on the road and bringing a state championship back to Missoula. I, just, I think this is Sentinel's time, and I think it's going to be a cool night no matter what happens, but if Sentinel can win this game, you're talking about this first state championship for the Garden City, for the city of Missoula, since 1994. That would be a pretty cool thing for everybody that lives in, in Missoula, Montana. Well, and almost a half century for Sentinel from 1972, the last time. So 48 years, the last time the Spartans were uh, state champions. And if you missed this little tidbit, this little trivia during the week, uh, Gino Leonard, the center and linebacker of Montana Grizzly football commit, his grandfather was the head coach of that team for the Spartans that won that last state championship for Sentinel. So pretty cool. Okay, last thing for you, Coulter. It's like, uh, you know, quarter to six. It's food time. You getting anything good in Billings? Yeah, did you find yourself something solid, or are you just doing a drive-through? What's going on? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down to Jake's Steakhouse and get some wings real quick beforehand. Pretty close to the stadium, and uh, I got a couple uh, old college buddies that are down there, former Grizz guys. So go say what's up to them real quick, and then uh, come on back. 
Okay. That's the only good part about the uh, no fans part, right? We don't have to worry about the parking. I got my parking spot secured, and I'm good to go. Right, exactly. You get, you, you get in, and you can get out pretty easily. Uh, you know, so, again, we're looking for the silver linings. Well, Coulter, appreciate it, man. Uh, good work by you to get all the way over there and cover this thing, and uh, we'll look forward to Monday and uh, seeing what happened and kind of breaking this thing down. Hey, man, this is what it's all about, man. I mean, Honestly, no matter what happens in this game tonight, the reactions of the kids afterwards will be well worth it. Both sides. Coaches, kids, I mean, they've worked for this moment. And, you know, the thing is, win, lose, or draw, this is a moment that will impact their lives forever. Because learning how to win is so important, but so is learning how to lose, too. So uh, this is what I live for. I love covering this kind of stuff, man. And I'll be so excited to share the reactions after this thing on Monday. Very good. Enjoy the wings, Coulter. Enjoy the game. We're all envious of both of those, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with you after the weekend. Hey, peace. Thanks, everybody. There you go. Coulter Nuanas, live from Dallas Stadium in Billings. Again, just over an hour away from kickoff of the state double-A championship game. Very, very cool. Uh, we'll uh, obviously have everything coverage-related to that uh, coming out of this and into next week. But next, we wrap up this week. Get a look ahead. What's going on in ESPN Radio this weekend? Ton of stuff next. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the 406. Good to be with you on this Friday evening. Thanks for letting us roll with you into your weekend. Uh, if you uh, missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. The Tutel Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. The uh, Tutel Nuanas podcast available on all your favorite platforms. It is there thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Uh, want to uh, just get to a couple things here to wrap up the week. First of all, I want to remind everybody. Uh, we are giving away right now on our website, 1029ESPN.com, a William Henry pocket knife. Now, if you don't know what a William Henry pocket knife is, I encourage you to go look it up. But I'll put it like this. They're one of a kind, and I mean that quite literally. Every single one is handmade, is utterly unique and distinct from any other one. This is not an assembly line deal. They are sold not at just your regular stores. No, they're sold at jewelry stores. Jewelers let, uh, make these things that William Henry does and puts them in jewelry shops like RPLS downtown in Missoula. And, uh, well, that should give you an idea uh, of the level of craftsmanship that we got going on here. If you go onto a website, 1029ESPN.com, you can see a picture of the one we're giving away. It's got the silver and turquoise handle, the inlay with it. Very, very valuable. Retails at over $2,800. We've never given away something like this before. All we want you to do is go on, click on it, tell us who's going to win the Super Bowl, and one word, one single word as to why they're going to win the Super Bowl. Just like that, bang, you're entered. 
Okay? We're going to give this thing away, not next week, it's Thanksgiving, but the following week when we get back from Thanksgiving break. Okay? We're going to give this thing away. So go ahead and uh, uh, sign up now for this. It's a very cool thing. We're really excited to give this this uh, this William Henry pocket knife away. And maybe it's for you, or maybe you got it, and now you got the best gift of the whole season for somebody that uh, you know that's on your list of, uh, of gift-giving this holiday. Okay? Uh, hey, right now uh, on ESPN Radio, well, it's me. <laughs> okay, I understand. I, I am on the radio, yes. Okay. But coming up, and a game that's ongoing as we speak, we're going to send you right out there to Louisville, Kentucky for an ACC matchup. Syracuse and Louisville playing football right now. Second quarter as we speak, Louisville on top in this one, 3 nothing. very you know early in the second quarter. So low-scoring game here early. But we'll get you out there and uh, get a little bit of Friday night football for you here on ESPN Radio, Louisville and Syracuse. Tomorrow, 1.30 pregame, 2 o'clock kickoff, Kentucky and Alabama. All right, from Tuscaloosa. So you can uh, get a little SEC in your diet as well this weekend. And then Sunday, how about a double header in the NFL? The Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns, a game that you know I am very intrigued by. Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, my Browns. Can I say that? My Browns. That's right. Going against the Eagles. And by the way, the Eagles, they're terrible. And there is no explanation. There's a lot of teams that are worse than we thought, better than we thought. I don't know what we thought about the Eagles, but whatever it is that's going on in Philadelphia, it is a mystery. It is a mystery. This is a team whose core group won the Super Bowl, what, three years ago? Two years ago? Whatever it was, three, two, three years ago. And now they are losing football games in their division, in the worst division in, in, in North American sport. Is just utterly inexplicable what has happened in Philadelphia. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to lose to the Browns. And the Browns are okay, but all you got to be to beat the Eagles is okay because the Eagles are bad. That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. Thank you, Burn Street. Anyway, that's my big prediction. The Eagles lose in Cleveland to the Browns on Sunday morning. That game, kickoff at 11. Uh, uh, pre-game starts at 10 a.m. here on ESPN Radio. And then we're going to follow that up with who? Oh, the game of the day. The Green Bay Packers and the Indianapolis Colts. 2 o'clock, we'll send you out to Indianapolis and see if Green Bay can actually beat a solid-to-good football team or if they just keep beating up on the terrible teams and losing to all the good teams. So that is your weekend. Bunch of football all the way through. Want to remind everybody, too, now just, you know, get your hanky out. I'm not here next week. Okay, Coulter's going to be with you. He's got some guests coming in. It's going to be fine. Shows for you Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. No shows on Thanksgiving or on Friday. You know, we got to get our shopping in Black Friday. We're not coming in here. I'm taking the whole week off. Imagine that. Okay, so uh, Coulter's going to be with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, talking to you all things, uh, uh, both uh, state championship football at all three levels and also college basketball, which starts Wednesday, we've got slate, slated games. Lady Grizz at Utah State, the Montana State men's Bobcats at UNLV. So those are the games. And again, one final thing, if you weren't with us at the top, Trey Stinkle, an Exhibit 10 contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. How about that? He's a Los Angeles Laker getting an Exhibit 10 deal. Basically gives a uh, training camp invite to the player. If he gets waived, he walks away with 50 grand, but doesn't even walk away. He is assigned to the... T 
team's G League squad. But an exciting day for Trace Tinkle, a Missoula product, of course, goes to Oregon State, goes undrafted, but is now a member of the fighting LeBron's James and Anthony Davis's and defending NBA Finals champions. Very cool. Congratulations to him. Boys and girls, have a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you in a week. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.